Yeah, you take sideways shits. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, and the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is The Exorcist Believer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the pertastic, splendissimus, amagalated, stort Claplutian, and Michelodian Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Oh, man. It's going all right. Had to finish up the weekend, you know? Busy weekend. Yourself? Yeah, everything's fine. I, I, I also am uh, in the same boat as you, finishing the weekend, because I'm a human being on planet Earth. On a Sunday, I have a uh, had a heavy movie weekend. I watched three. Did you watch any dumb anime? All of them good. I did watch Totally Killer, which is another Blumhouse movie on Amazon. I, I heard it's piss. I heard it was good. That's why I watched it. Did not think it was that good. Blumhouse messing up lately, I think, because they also did a Believer. And then I did watch Dark Harvest, which is David Slade's new movie. It's rentable. Never released to theaters. That's pretty good. I, trying to become a Halloween staple. I think it was on the shelves forever, and I think people are pretty surprised that it turned out to be kind of interesting. It is an interesting movie. It's a weird movie, but worth watching. I think you'd like The Monster, maybe. I'm enjoying Fall of the House of Usher quite a bit. I haven't started it, and you know I love uh, Mike Flanagan, so I just haven't started it yet. How many episodes in? I'm on the. I'm just about to start the third. Mm. And, I, and I made a huge purchase this week. Let's hear it. I mean, I bought Mission Impossible, but... So did I. Way, I did watch that as well. Way more importantly, for four ninety nine, they made available the Rob Lowe Salem's Lot series. <laughs> oh, for four ninety nine, I think also on Vudu, The Exorcist Season 1 and 2 is available for four ninety nine. But I did not know the Salem's Lot series was available. Have you started watching it? Have you seen it before? I've seen it before, and I forgot I watched it during COVID. Because I re I reread that book because it's it's it may yeah. be my it's in my top three Stephen King books really yeah it's interesting and I reread that book and it was glorious mm-hmm. and I rewatched the Toby Hooper and I rewatched the Rob Lowe how was the uh, miniseries can you give me a, a review as a bad it's not great it's more authentic to the book I guess but maybe not some of the casting choices although they have some the best in there too who so the James Mason role from the original Straker. Low energy king himself. Donald Southern this? And Reggie Nalder's Barlow the Vampire. They went more traditional like in the mo- in the book mm-hmm. with somebody who played the head vampire in the Buffy movie. Oh, Rutger ooh. H in this. In the Salem's Lot TV series? 
Yeah. Was he was he um, employed more effectively in the in the TV series than he was in the movie? Yeah, I'm not all the way through. I fell asleep. That's a tantalizing price for a TV series. TV series, you can't really go wrong. Four ninety nine. You absolutely can. So, are you? What about the Exorcist TV series? Did you ever give that a shot? No, I have no intention to. I, I, I've heard it's good. I think at but the it's first, an incomplete th- I don't like incomplete things like that. I think the first season was interesting. I never saw the second one, but I heard good things about the second season. So maybe I'll give it a I'm shot. Sure I think did. it's on Hulu as well. I'm gonna zoom in if you yeah, don't mind. No, just kind of just coasting through America's trials and uh, being very creative and productive. Now that baseball's over for me, I'm I've decided to spend my downtime whenever I'm not working doing things that are productive and or and or creative. Back to that. And then sometimes you're going to do the podcast. Yeah. Well, the podcast, I'm, I got some news. Uh, I'm afraid that it didn't make the cut, you know. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, no. I can hear the, the screams of the fans. It can't be true. Is this April 1st? Your songs, by the way, I will give you a little in-episode shout-out. Your songs for the, that you've been writing and um, for, the, for these episodes are among my favorites of all the pod songs. <laughs> I love them so much. There'll be one for this one, too. Yeah, you're dedicated to writing songs for each Exorcist movie we do? Is that correct? Each, each Exorcist movie, and what the hell, I'll do one for 250 as well. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I mean, it's a Jason Patrick. Is that films. part of your your more productive... No, this is cutting into that time, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but I also am I'm so belligerently stubborn. Yep. When I say I'm going to do something, I tend to do it. Well, that is a good quality, I think, sometimes. Hollywood is slowly trying to repair itself mm-hmm. on the heels of some strikage, but Hollywood is being eaten from within. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll give you a clue. Let's say you're given a kingdom to run, and let's say they give you the keys, like the keys, the shiny keys. Here's the keys to this kingdom. And you're like, uh, all right, I'm going to keep Blue Beetle. I'm going to keep Peacemaker. I'm going to keep Amanda Waller. Fuck all else. James Gunn? All right, I'm, I'm listening. That should be grounds for termination right there. I think he's got to keep a little bit of... Maybe there's maybe that's contractual. Contractual, like they. It is not. How do you know? It's ego. It's ego, it's hubris. And the reality of it is, we've established in the world of uh, motion pictures and superheroes, mm-hmm. they are just arcs that happen. You know, there's three Batman comics going at any given time. There's three Spider-Man comics going at any given time. Many times they've veered off in their own directions and told their own stories. DC is in no position to abandon the Jason Momoa uh, of the world, the Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, whatever she calls herself. Just shut up. Don't fucking keep Blue Beetle. Well, they are in a position to abandon Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot because they are, right? Why? Well, I think because her movies aren't. Like her, the second Wonder Woman movie was considered an absolute failure, so they just and they didn't want to work with Patty Jenkins anymore. Apparently, right? They didn't like the third script. This is before James Gunn, I thought. But it's not. It's not her problem. She was fanta- She's a fantastic addition and uh, hmm. a, a delight. I do like her in that first Wonder Woman movie for sure. I never saw he's the gonna, second. He's gonna cast the wrong. He's gonna cast the wrong. I don't know what's happening. Superhero movies feel like, in a way, they're about to hit a... Uh, Nadir? A dip. Yeah. Feels like maybe the shine is wearing off a little bit. What do you think? Zero agree. It's garbage in, garbage out, man. You gotta get the big ones out there. You gotta get some shit going. I mean, we watched a lot of trailers last night when we watched this movie, and Aquaman was one of the trailers. What did you think? 
I didn't like. I don't like any of the trailers I've seen for it yet. But I also didn't like the trailers for the first Aquaman, and I adore that movie. You do adore it, huh? Yeah, there is so much. Well, keep in mind, it's so my bread and butter. All these mm-hmm. undersea creeps. I mean, they don't mess around. The last act of that movie is a host of deep sea oddities kicking each other's ass. You did shout out Orm in the theater whenever uh, Patrick Wilson <laughs> showed up on screen. You you said it out loud. Of course I did. What a great name. What Orm. a great performer. Showing off those store-bought abs Pat Wilson is, no? Hey, he looking he looking good, looking duff. He is, I guess, the Tom Hiddleston of this franchise now where he used to be the bad guy, and now he's just ornery good guy. Ornery, ornery good, good, guy. good guy. Loki is killing it. Killing it, though. I didn't watch so it. So good. Is it not good? No, it's so good. You it's like delightful. it? delightful. Yeah. I love it so much. It's a shame it's only six episodes. I've never, I've never seen... A bit of the second season, but my well, kids like that in. one. My kids like it, so I'm waiting to watch with them. I don't want this episode to start off negative. Luckily, we'll get to a movie we both love in a minute. But what else? What else? What's keeping you? What's keeping your cockles warm for this uh, fall season? What do you mean? What I'm looking forward to? Yeah, what? Like is this? This is one of my favorite times of year. Well, you love Halloween. Are you planning? It's a it's a top four season. Are you plan? Are you planning on dressing up again? Like you did last year no, for Halloween. No, no, no. My ki- my kid won't be back in time. I have another kid, but I, I, my 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 the kid that's into this stuff and that kind of coerces me into dressing up will not be here. Our decorations aren't even up, so I'm not even. I'm thinking about dressing up as Prince Orm. Is that a huge costume you think that people do at Halloween? It's gonna be. What other characters, Patrick Wilson characters, do people dress up? Is there any that yeah. people can cosplay? That name. I was. Uh, I went to a stretch party recently. Everybody had to dress up as Stretch. <laughs> From the Carnahan movie? <laughs> was, his, was his name Stretch? It indeed was. <laughs> Did you see that movie? Obviously. Of course. I was, didn't hate it. Was he a limo driver in that, I guess? I believe so. Maybe he just happened to be limo. named Stretch, or is that his nickname? Because he's a limo driver. I think it was his nickname, because he had a huge peen. What happened if, if, if Mommy and Daddy names their kids Stretch? You know, Stretch Alexander McGillicuddy. I yeah. guess that, I mean, that's it's a nickname, but I guess it could just be a, a true name. Stretch. Now it's a good time with all these stretch labs showing up around the countryside. Stretch labs. I'm so tempted to go to one. What is it? I don't even know what you're talking about. They're everywhere. The, you, you go in there and they stretch you. This is Get you joke. limber. No, it's not. It's it's and it's actually very good therapy. I have a chiropractor and a tattoo tattoo and a massage subscription or a membership with each of those services and I, I think it might be time to trade up one of those for a stretch stretch lab interesting i'd like to learn yoga too but that's that's asking a lot I think reed richards ever pops in yeah. pays for the full body can you imagine he he game in the system he's going in there he's a it's a fucking he's got he's got the wool over their eyes instant did they ever talk about did he ever does he have a limit to his stretch does he can he's he has to stop at some point, right? Like, he can't stretch. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, what's his limit, you know? Like, he, I, I don't think he was able to push Galactus, keep Galactus out of our atmosphere, you know? Right. By pushing his forehead. I wonder, like, does he ever, wonder if he ever went full stretch, like, if he tried to do it. Like, let me see how stretchy I can get and just keep, you know, maybe arm around the world type thing. You know, like, wonder what his limit was, I guess, is what I'm thinking. I know how what his limit was in the previous film. It was, it was... Miles. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell her. <laughs> it's like I set you up. But it did not. 
The thing about uh, Reed Richards, by the way, illiterate. No, I just wonder if oh. what came first, him or Plastic Man? His wife. <laughs> oh, is it Plastic uh, he, Man that came sh- first? I'm sure he did. Reed. I'm sure Reed did. Stretch bet, Armstrong too. Don't forget him. I bet Plastic Man came before Reed Richards. I bet you I'm right. Plastic Man, a well, little, well, little bit of a jokester, a little bit of, a little bit of a fun stretchy guy. That was a fun cartoon in the '80s. The Plastic Man. I what, agree with you. Was it Casey Kasem who did his voice? Oh gosh, I don't know. The comic was kind of fun. I remember. I mean, didn't they call him Plas? Wasn't that like his nickname, Plas? Uh, sounds right. I hope so. Plastic Man may have come first, mm. but let's face it, he's a seven up in this arrangement. I know. You mean he's not the best for her? Yeah, I agree with you. He, who had the better costume? Plastic Man's costume was outrageous. You know, like yeah. it was circus level, circus act level. Reed Richards cutting a cool figure with all his iterations, I think. I think Reed Richards would be way more effective on the battlefield if he had a flesh-toned suit. Because <laughs> people would be dry heaving as he approached, you know? That is true. They are going to reboot that franchise, Correct. Rumor is they've already cast the roles. Can I... Do you know who... I know that Krasinski recently played him in the Doctor Strange movie, right? I didn't mm-hmm. see that somehow. But is he going to be in the proper films or no? I doubt it. I, and, he's, and let's face it, as much as mm-hmm. I love it, and it's just, this is scary to think, he may have almost aged out in terms of the feasibility of doing a series. Mm-hmm. He's got other obligations and these guys tend to get locked into contracts where they don't have as, as much control over their schedules. By the way, a flashback to the last episode. Mm. The name I was trying to remember, I remember it right after we finished recording, was Caleb Landry Jones. That's right. What also were... known as the absolute, for sure, Ben Grimm. Can you imagine? Caleb Landry Jones. He's, yeah, he's an awkward actor, kind of leans into his, uh, his weirdness. You know when you see him in a movie, things are going to be straight up. And he, it's like he when you w- see Jeremy Davis, Davies I, show up. Speaking of Jeremy Davis or Davies, Davies was in Dark Harvest that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. You are not selling me on this movie. Playing a the dad, and let me guess, David Slade directed one of my least favorite horror movies. Don't say Thirty Days of Night. I hate that movie. I I, I, I love that movie somehow. I might need to revisit it, but I hated it when I saw it in the theater. I don't even. I don't even like the comic it's based on, and I still like the movie. Isn't that funny? Like, Is that Raja? That, what do you mean? Raja Mitchell? I don't think it's her. I know Danny Heath uh, in it. Melissa oh, it's George? Melissa George, yeah. yeah. I get those two confused because they're super bland similar. I love I Kim love Dickens both. and those two, are, they kind of favor each other to me in my head. Um, I did ben, not say headcanon because that's one of the dumbest terms of all time. Ben Foster? Is that who was in it? A little bit. Who's in that movie? You used to make fun of it a lot. Danny Houston, well, I, obviously. I had that one image that I made fun of. That's about it. Our boy, your boy that you like that just showed up in um, Oppenheimer's in it. He's the lead. Killian Murphy? No, not Killian Murphy. Uh, yeah, Virgin Suicides guy. What? He's in Virgin Suicides. He was in... Who did uh, he play in Oppenheimer? You know, he had a bit role. You like this actor. Landis can be... Josh Hartnett in this, yes. First of all, not bland. Delightful. Kind of bland, but likable. One In one of your favorite films with uh, Bruce Willis. Hollywood Homicide? That's Ford. Nope. Oh, hold, on, hold on, yards. Nope. What's that little, like, 
gangster movie that they did. Remember, it was Bruce Willis. It's not Josh the whole Rowe. nine yards. Had a dumb title. It's not the whole nine yards. It is not. You're thinking Matthew Perry for some reason. How do you swap oh, him? Oh. What's that movie? It has a oh, terrible yeah, yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. It, it has... does have a terrible. It's not One Night at McCool's. No, but you're getting there. Oh my god, that's right. I've tried. I've, I've voided that film from my memory. What is it? Had it? A, it had a number. It, this lucky, lucky number Slevin. That's it. That's it. And I guess his name was Slevin, right? Like Hartnett's name had last name had to be Slevin or Bruce Willis. Yeah, and that's name. and that's how much box office it made. Slevin. But Josh Hartnett is uh, wonderful in that. Was it a Guy Ritchie movie recently? Pot, yeah, he was. I think he was. He had a bit of a career resurgence. Josh Hartnett, Mullerom's favorite tool. And uh, uh, speaking of, speaking of Bruce Willis, they just released. Moonlighting to streaming. Have were you a fan of Moonlighting back in the day? Moonlighting, sorry. Nope. Nope. Man, Alice love... Beasley in this. Alice Beasley, Curtis. Get Arm... that raw shit away from me. Curtis Armstrong in this. I love that show. The first two seasons. The that soft sh- lighting infuriated. Yeah, me. that was later. And Bruce Sybil Willis Shepherd was... can go walk off a fucking pier. As well, well, that's the thing, right? That was her. She, she back in the day, you don't do TV, right? But she, she did TV. And she was the biggest name in that thing, but Bruce Willis became the star, and that was that was tough for her. Did Alicia Vitt come out of her, or did she play her daughter in a movie? Come out of Sybil Shep. Alicia Witt. Isn't she somebody's kid that's a famous? Is not uh, the daughter of Sybil Shepherd, and no, she is not the daughter of someone famous. And I believe her parents died tragically, fairly recently. Both of them died. I'm listening. I think it was. You know, what do they call that? Carbon monoxide poisoning? Carbon dioxide? Is it carbon monoxide? It is. Yeah, I think they died. It's a horrible story, actually. Alicia Witt always liked, by the way. I don't know why you bring her up. But it doesn't... It's not connected. I don't know why I associate with her with Seb Shep. I do like <sighs> Alicia Witt, too. They're on a show together. Were they on Sybil together? That's it. She is played her daughter she... on Sybil, yeah. With Christine Baranski? Look at us. Look at they us. They made a show. That's a rough cast. I mean, Christine Baranski's a legend. Alicia Witt's solid. Sybil Shepherds, she's a carcinogen in human form. She's in the last picture show. She was. I, I read that uh, that book. What book was it with? Uh, or listen to the podcast about that. Um, God, I can't remember anything right now. The but plot thickens. It was about Peter Bogdanovich leaving his wife for Sybil Shepherd. You know, his wife being what was her name? Mrs. She's Bogdanovich. Awesome. I can't remember her name right now. But she, uh, she an Platt, actress? Platt, Polly Platt. She was like a fantastic creative person, a producer, writer. Yep. Black people think she had a lot, maybe the most to do with Bogdanovich's success. Oliver's mom. All right, man. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Did I say I'm enough? I hope so. Not yet. We're getting there. Oh, he's one of my favorite rappers, by the way. I'm enough? <laughs> <laughs> he's like the... Uh, He's like the off-brand. That's an actual incredible name. I wish someone would have that name. I'm enough. <laughs> He's fire. His real name is Parnell Sathers. But uh, on the show, we call the movie Microscope. The show where we zoom in. Pinch of Twilight Loaf. We tattoo the government shaft. We pull out the pastries for the Chainsaw King. We weaken the superstructure for a spell. We gobble a horse from hoof to mane. We give a shiny nickel to Greythroat, the Chromomancer. Paint in full, but it's counterfeit. Watch a movie through a set of secret-ass eyes. Eyes that have been distorted through the repetitions of the media, been eyed by the Illuminati, channeled through the vapor trails and chemtrails, sent packing into the afterworld, and come on back. Sweet as dick. Watch movie, see what makes it break, share with the likes of you, the listener.
So if we were talking about Welcome to Sarajevo, talk about the scene where Stephen Delane hits the old slowdown on his peacekeeping efforts because he gets caught in a fucking super hard level of Streets of Rage 2. Talk about the little moments. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Excess Believer, ain't got him. I got to ask you a question about your uh, litany. Graythroat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a character you just decide to drop and abandon immediately. Please don't. I need some background. He's a neuromancer. Is it, he's is a chrom- He's a chromomancer. Cro- now give me the definition of chromomancer. Sounds like a color wizard. I don't exactly know. I think what they are is they. Uh, I think they just basically are really a little bit more aggro than your normal neuromancer or necromancer. Chromomancer. His name is Greythroat. One word? I Yes, of course. And does he get his name because his throat is gray, or is this just something else like that just I, I don't think he's actually got it. I don't think he's got a physically gray throat. Okay, Chromomancer. Oh, well duh. I, I mean of course. I mean I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I didn't know this. They're creeps. An elite <laughs> specialization for the Mesmer unlocked with the Hearts of the Thorns expansion. They've learned to control time itself using a new shatter skill, continuum spell, shit like that, you know, chromomancer. <laughs> Walking tight and tall in the guild. And Greythroat, man, let me tell you about Greythroat. Mm-hmm. His parents were raging alcoholics. Oh, no. Forced him deeper into his books, into his imagination, discovering the dark arts at a very young age. He blew, he blew everyone he could to get to the top. <laughs> and he blew a lot of old men. Is that, is that where his nickname comes from? Is that just coincidence? <laughs> yeah, great throat. <laughs> He's, now it's coming to, to light. I, I figured he sang as part of his power was he would sing things the color gray. You know, he blew old people. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> I, I thought he was a, a wizard that colored things with his voice. And you no, know, he just blew olds. Well, <laughs> I stand corrected. Gray throat. Is he uh, no relation to Grace Stoke? I feel like it's kind of his, isn't it kind of his name twin in a way? You know, Grace Stoke. Or Gray Hands. <gasps> well, now, now we're getting in Travis Walton territory a little bit. Talking about Gray. Yeah, this movie, Nick, The Exorcist Believer. Let me just quickly, I got to voice a, a little bit of a complaint. Now, this movie hasn't gotten the best reviews, hasn't gotten the best box office. I will say this, the title, you have to call it The Exorcist, right? Because you have to link it to the franchise. There are maybe not many exorcists in this, if there is any, and they don't do shit. There's a lot of wannabe exorcists. Yeah, and and so either call it, why not call it Exorcists? Part of it is because in the first movie, they can call it The Exorcist because it is about an exorcist. He comes and just kicks ass for one minute before dying in this movie <laughs> the exorcists don't really do anything right is that correct am i, I no they I, don't all right let's back up who's in this movie you got to help me with this <laughs> leslie odom jr so we did see this movie last night in a theater we try to take notes it's tough in a, in a theater to zoom in nick says he doesn't remember the movie very well he bought some candy for us at fresh market thank you mm-hmm. i bought a an icy in it. I had a green apple icy, which was awful. Why are, we, are we setting the scene? I don't understand what's going on here. I'm just trying to get the scene going. So we settled down to the film, and these are the stars. Leslie Odom Jr. of Hamilton fame. Of uh, that movie about all the different musicians in Vegas fame. You got Ann Dowd, who you guys might remember from The Leftovers. More importantly, from that movie, 
talky movie about the school shootings? Mass? Or, or the, yeah. Jennifer Nettles, who you might remember from The Righteous Gemstones, as the uh, deceased matriarch of that clan that they have flashbacks to. The two young women, or girls in this movie, that get possessed. Lydia Pazuzzed. Jewett and <laughs> Catherine O'Neill. You said Pazuzzed. I got news for you. Her name's Olivia O'Neill. She plays Catherine. Oh, am I wrong? Olivia O'Neill. Nice. I got news for you, Nick. Pazuz is not in this movie. It's another demon. I read about it today. What La- the fuck? Lamashtu. Lamashtu. Lamashtu in this. Pazuzu was busy? He was fucking... Was he on strike? What the fuck? Pazuzu, the, the demon of the Exorcist franchise, uh, replaced by Lamashtu, who is a female demon... Who fucks around with parents and pregnancies, I think. I think that's the M.O. here. Good. He takes her job very seriously in this movie and wins. <laughs> Big time. Do you think so? She does not lose. Because the people that try to help the two girls suck at it. They do not help. They, in fact, maybe make it worse. Now, that would be cool if it was a good movie, I think. But it's not. You kind of do want to see good triumph. It doesn't really triumph here, I'd say. Nick, why don't you talk for a while? My throat throat is getting gray. So the story begins in Haiti. It does. And our our leading man, Victor Fielding, his wife gets earthquake killed. Pregnant (laughs) as fuck. He has to choose... Save the earthquake or save the child. Mm -hmm. Or save my wife. That's right. Save my wife. It is a three... Option thing. They say, Can, you want to save the earthquake, save your wife or the child. They do say that. The doctors say that to him. He, choo- <laughs> he chooses to save the earthquake, which is an incredible choice. I mean, we find out later in the story. I mean, obviously, guys, you're going to get spoiled ass. I mean, on a movie you're dying to see. And uh, he, he, he wants to save his wife because, you know, she puts out. They can make another kid. Can't build another wife with the daughter. I don't know if you know much about science. So... Decides he wants to save the wife, but God says, uh-uh, dog, I'm taking her for my own use. Yeah. And then the girl lives. And then he's a single father making do in Percy, Georgia, a little tiny town. Uh, he is a family wedding, uh, family photographer. Six, does old. it take place 13 years after this event, I think? Yeah, I mean, kids Something in high like school. That. Yeah. yeah, 14 years. And then the kid misses her mom that she's really never met. I mean, she's lived in her womb, let's face really it. Really never met. Okay, I see, yeah. Yeah, she was... Sucking the blood out of her for years, you know, for almost a year, and milking out and taking the, the the you know the secret fluids from her in the belly as it goes yeah. in science. You don't have to explain. And, yeah, you don't have to explain the human nature to me. I get it. Yeah. So she misses her mom, and and she has a disgusting looking friend, and so they Give they basically they Keep try to have about. a well. She gets disgusting looking. They go into the woods and do a little little cute like they play uh you know Ouija the home game or whatever out in the woods. And uh, awaken Lamashu or whatever. And yeah, Lamashu. They they get p- possessed as nuts. I was not excited to see this movie mm-hmm. at all. And I, I told Justin yesterday I pulled into the theater, forgetting why I was there. <laughs> I just knew I was going to see Justin, and we were going to have some candy. Then I remember why we were there, and I started to get grumpy. But the movie does not start off well for me because there is a scene <laughs> of something I don't want to ever see in my life, and I cannot believe I saw it in a film. You know what I'm talking about. Well, in the beginning of the film, and it's set in Haiti, like the first movie starts set in, is it set in Iraq? 
It's somewhere in the sandy place. It's somewhere. It's just, you know, outside of America, it starts off. And so this couple, they're both photographers, I believe, taking pictures of, you know, in Haiti. And the woman, very pregnant, uh, gets flagged down by a young boy who takes her to uh, get blessed uh, in his kitchen. And his mom or grandma, whoever, blesses this woman. And what, what does she do that bothers you so much? She doesn't do anything. Oh, the Not lady? The lady that's So there blessing. is a blessing ritual, and there is a scene where they spit a burst of water onto her bare feet. Yeah, you didn't like seeing that. I know, you cringed. I was, Hard to watch, I, huh? I almost walked out. You know, they say people were walking out of the first exorcist in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I almost walked out of this. Watching people spit on feet? Get out of here. The that's good gonna, news is the blessing works. That's going to be someone's kink, though, you know? The blessing works because she gets crushed in an earthquake. <laughs> the same day. She goes home to have a, uh, to back to the hotel to have a, a nap, and then she does and has a dirt nap instead. She is gone, Nick. <laughs> this movie takes place thirteen years later, and thankfully they don't spit on feet anymore in this. Not in that way. They spit on my soul feet throughout the movie. Actually, I ended up finding a lot to like about this, so I, it wasn't a complete hate spell. So the first me. half of this movie is actually kind of interesting. I think it's kind of eerie a little bit. It's kind of a missing kid drama for a while, right? Like there's like they, these girls go missing and and everybody's looking for them. So there's, you know, things. You know, it's an exorcist movie, so you expect and weird things to happen. And when the weird things do start to happen, they just forget to bring the scares. I think that's the big problem for me. The problem for me is that Lamashtu doesn't escalate in the same way Pazuzu does, because there are some great setups for stuff. There's actually, it's actually a pretty well-made movie. It's, it's. I, I didn't like the Halloween movies at all. I think this is a little bit more honest to its material, or at least mm-hmm. it tries to be a real movie. Doesn't help that Leslie Odom, who is a good actor, is makes Donald Sutherland look like Doug Henning in this. Yeah, he plays the dad of the main missing girl, because there's two missing girls in this that get possessed. Angela. He is certainly the central character in this movie. He's the Chris McNeil of the film, and he is no Chris McNeil is the Chris McNeil of this. film. That is not true. She's the daredevil of this film. <laughs> you want to talk about them doing an actress and a character ugly? It's what they do to Chris McNeil in this movie. So maybe they did this. I read that she had taken this movie and, and said it to the press. She took this movie for the money and said that she had you know, donated it all to charity. She is set to appear in all three of this trilogy. How do you know this? Like, I didn't read anything about the other two. Well, some people do more research than others. And is 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 Linda Blair as well? Uh-huh. All right, that makes me happy. I do like seeing little Linda Blair. Not so little anymore. She's a Zoom little in. bit older. That's okay. But yeah, that's a big... I think as soon as Chris McNeil uh, gets injured in this movie is when it takes a dive in quality. Linda Blair, by the way, 64 years young. I mean, I mean, Exorcist was is fifty years old, right? So seventy-three. I thought you were kidding when you told me Ellen Burstyn's ninety, but she is super ninety. Is she ninety proper or ninety-one? She's ninety at the button. Look at this. She'll be turning. She'll be turning ninety-one in December if she survives. They sound. They signed her up for three movies. She's in there for the hall. <laughs> anyway, what they do to her character in this movie was absolutely dumb. I thought, but. Let's go back, Nick. Anything that sticks out to you at the beginning of the film that you liked? I mean, like I said, I like the tone. I, I like the vibe of the first half. There's a scene where a woman spits on another woman's foot. 
So um, we're introduced to these characters. The, the The lifestyle of the father and daughter is a relatively normal one. They we get to see them go about their business. Have a nice house. Kind of, yeah. It's like it's a yeah older house. You know, nice. The dad works at a. Um, his job is he's like a. What do they used to call that's the picture studio? Olin Mills. Olin Mills. That's he kind of is an Olin Mills guy. Like he takes family photos, and they have a sequence in this when he's at work taking pictures of a very normal family that has two young children and the and the youngest children child is going nuts and they try to make it creepy no they try to make it funny in a way too they try to make it indie film i think they insert like some weird faces in it to make it you know to try to make it eerie and it doesn't quite work but it's okay you know like you're trying to build up to this big climax of evil right that just doesn't really pan out but I got a very, very uh, Jody Hill slash Napoleon Dynamite vibe to that scene. Seriously. Where Jody was... Hill? Is that uh, yeah. Jody? What's the director of? It's not well, Jody no, no, Hill. No, no, no. He, no, I'm thinking like, you know, he did Observe and Report or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, Jody Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those early movies of his and Napoleon Dynamite in terms of the, and, and Harmony Korine, like the, the, that kind of style of Americana. Okay. Where, yeah, fair where, enough. I mean, Danny McBride was one of the writers of this on this movie. At least he conceived the story. And a producer, yeah. I love Danny McBride. Can I have one request? Make a good movie? Keep him away from the horror movies, please. I love him, though, but man. Is he 0 for 4 in your eyes? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like any of the Halloween films. Maybe the third one had some interesting things in it to me, but man, I didn't like this guy's Halloween films. Didn't love this. I don't think he's <laughs> going to be directing... Any more of these, though. And that's the thing we talked about before, maybe not on the show, but they forked over some money for this franchise for some reason. 400 mil. I don't think that's a bad deal, actually. Why? Guess who I- thinks it's a bad deal now? The studio? The people that forked over the 400 million. Was it, is it Blumhouse that did it? They're in there, but it's the parent studio. But, I mean, plus we get to see, we get to see the best early on. Get to see that Morgan Creek logo come on the screen. What movie do you associate the Morgan Creek? There's one very big one for me. I don't know. Yeah, tell me. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That commercial, the trailer for that movie was ubiquitous in theaters for the year before that movie came out. And that Morgan Creek logo was... And, and what's even amazing, like another connection, is Brian Adams has a song in this, like an original song for The Exorcist yeah. Believer. Yeah. Everything I Do, I Do a Pazuzu. So, Nick, a purple scarf. You remember? I ain't kidding. Talking about Max von Sydow? Angela, well, I think that's kind of a connection. Angela goes Well, rum- the priest at the end of this film wears a purple as yeah. well. Angela, the young woman in this, the, the main girl, I'd say. What do you think girl. of her? I think she did a good job. I mean, it's a tough role. Like I think both the actresses that played the possessed girls in this did a good job. It's not easy to like act creepy in that weird makeup and... I'm sure it seems super silly, but I think they do a good job. And it was weird because the other girl in it looked like (laughs) the spinning image of my sister's like best friend when we were kids. Her name was Allie. I was like, it's just like watching her. It was so weird. Ethiopian actress, Miss Jewett. Yeah, I thought she was great. I think she's pretty good in this. What do you think of her? I think she's strong, real strong. Yeah, I I I wish. And this is this is a weird ask. I wish that they were more the demons were more vulgar. I guess explain that it's Leshmishko or whatever. Maybe that's not as much of a vulgar demon. But I think that's a mistake. People haven't that, figured out that the Exorcist movies yes. need to be vulgar. I, I agree with you. I think 
there's a an eeriness and a creepiness that needs to be in these movies that the first one gets so right and the third one kind of gets right sometimes as well that's just missing from this you know what this movie does is it just plays the hits right it kind of repeats some of the famous lines yeah that sucks a little bit i think <laughs> which line uh, did they repeat that i mean they sucks? Cr- you know the power of christ compels you obviously you know you're your cunting daughter comes out. That was a big mm-hmm. one. There's a there's another one I think, but it's just you know I get it. I get why the why they gravitated towards those lines. They want to connect it to that first film, you know, with more than just Chris McNeil showing up or Linda yeah. Blair showing up. Yeah, they don't. They need to be more original. I think too. Uh, we see you said something last night about it about they've had so long to to get it right, like to to nail the tone right. And they just you know, you think about those movies back in the '80s in particular. Mm-hmm. They make movies that were sequels that were basically the original remade with a couple of new lines and some twists on the old familiar stuff. Where they were mm-hmm. so safe, they stayed so within the rails right. that they were. It was almost annoying. I would prefer that. Seriously, I would prefer they did a rip off of the original that maybe tried a couple of new things but stayed in the safe spot because. I mean, this- this movie has that a little bit where it kind of colors within those lines, I think. Like I said, it starts off in a, a foreign country. We're outsiders to this franchise, and and we know what it's... The thing is, it's it, it how I guess when you're too close to it, you don't realize maybe... That movie is 50 years old, yep. and it's still... No, it's still works. On, a, on, still on its own yeah. level in terms of what, what it did, it's... There's a reason for that, and it's not because it was about an exorcism, because that's been done a billion times. It's the fact that they took something taboo, a child, mm-hmm. being defiled and 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 vile in ways that are, that you just don't see on screen. You couple that with, with the weight that religion carries with an audience and how some of that stuff hits really hard for people, and then you add the fact that there are some really unforgettable moments Yes. It's not rocket science. I don't understand. Great, and great performances, like you know, from. But and that's another good... thing too. Is is I feel like in the Halloween films, right? The Halloween films, they're very focused on Michael Myers. Like that, even though they made a big deal about Jamie Lee Curtis returning, those movies, it's almost like Michael Myers is the hero of those films, right? Because he's just he's so focused on. Where I think in the Exorcist, the original one, the reason that movie works is they spend a lot of time with Jason Miller's character. They don't just focus on the possession. You know, they focus on him too, his life. Every movie that's great, like that, is great. It's because mm-hmm. it earns its shocks. Yes. The thing, the the character stuff in the thing is amazing. And then when you see the creepy shit, it makes it that much more valuable. Yeah. American Werewolf is a perfect example. Those movies also yeah. had such a long time to gain its appreciate their appreciation. So then I think when you make a movie in those movies, shadows. I mean, obviously, it's just gonna, it's gonna be, it's most of the time, it's gonna be a swing and a miss. I think. Honestly, the mistake that I think the Rob Zombie and the uh, David Gordon Green Halloween's made was not making Loomis the main character. Yeah, because, well, Loomis because is his, such a fuck up though in Halloween. He is, he is, but Donald Pleasance gave him Pleasance or Pleasance. I've heard it both. Please call him Pleasance. That's incredible. Uh, I've never heard it. Pleasance is what I would, but I, but I've heard, I heard somebody of repute call him Pleasance, and it, it's been in my head ever since. Let's zoom in. You know. It's Plaisance. Let's just zoom in. But what I'm saying is, is yeah. that guy was as essential to that franchise as Michael Myers. Laurie Strode was the surprise final girl in that movie, but it right. was really about. I, I just saw Halloween. They Donald Pleasuresance. I just saw Halloween. I forget sometimes that how integral Loomis is at the end of the of the original Halloween. He's a, like I said in the sequel. 
the second one he is such he is such a fuck up in that movie and in the first one sort of too but i kind of even forget that he is at the end of that movie even though i've seen it so much because it's it's such a big battle did between rob, laurie and 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 michael did know? rob zombie get malcolm mcdowell to play that part am i am i dreaming that yeah oh, and he was God. also just it was almost like he wasn't even in the movies that much, wasn't it? He didn't he just have he was like a shock. Didn't he come like off as almost as much of a almost as much of a maniac as as Michael? Moore? Wasn't he? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Was there a Loomis in the David Gordon Green ones? I don't I don't think so. Oh gosh, there wasn't. I guess is, was there? Well, I guess it's a sequel. Is it a se- are those supposed to be sequels to the original? So I guess Loomis. I guess so. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah Loomis. Right, of course, but it, there yeah. wasn't a. But I mean, I think that still you would think there'd be like a Loomis figure, right? They could have gotten. I mean, Donald Pleasure Sauce is dead now, but I mean, they could have gotten somebody else to play that. Donald Sutherland. Don't get me fucking excited. So the girls go missing, and the, you're right. It's like the movie Prisoners for a second there, where the family's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. The parents of the other kid are introduced, and they come off as super churchy, kind of difficult people. Yeah, kind of real though. Kind of real, I thought. Ver- more real than any other characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. And the kids tromped off into the forest, and they're, they're not seen for three days. And then it's Gone Girl for a few bits there. And here's the thing that blows me away. Leslie Odom doesn't up his adrenaline throughout the running time of this film. You would think, okay, well, he lost his wife in an earthquake. Earthquake kicked her ass, right? So he's probably, mm-hmm. the trauma probably lies heavy, right? Then he loses his daughter for a stretch. Then she comes back. Patrick and Wilson. Yeah, and then she's fucked for a while. And then they... Turns out there's a demon possessing her, and he doesn't break a sweat. I mean, things get weird in the house. What would you think of those scenes when he brings when he brings the stuff her with the light home, bulbs was annoying as shit to me. You didn't like it. I feel like it was kind of bobbled that part. I feel like it could have been scarier that stuff. Like he, there's a he's, snake jump scare that is unnecessary as shit. But I'll tell you, there is a scene in this movie that man, they, if they had just gone a little further with it, it would have been a essential scene. Okay, the, like I said, two girls are possessed, not just Angela. The other girl doubles down on being creepy mm-hmm. and she is great as a scary yes but there's a scene where these people inexplicably take her to church and she is fucking around with her feet trying to grab grab pages which from is the, funny kind from of the him yeah creepy great yeah. and, and the then, reactions of her younger siblings also great are great, great. Yeah. Her, her brother is a huge head <laughs> huge head with hair i loved his reactions and plus he was incredible because they show a shot of him drawing. Um, there's like a pamphlet of Jesus, mm-hmm. a drawing of Jesus, and he's drawing pizza on it or something. It's amazing, pizzas. Yeah, he's he's great. But then she goes exploring when the parents are getting their their uh, communion. They should have done. They should have made this a scene where she really goes fucking haywire, and she fucks with the wine and the host. She does go this. haywire, but you you think they could have upped it? Yeah, I yeah they should have upped it. I mean, okay, you know, when you take a demon and you put him in a church, mm-hmm. that is. To me, it's 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 the it's the Super Bowl for this fucker. They're in the biggest stage possible, so you know. Well, so I just think it could have been because that to me the movie everything worked. I thought everything kind of worked up until that moment, and I just think if they had remembered with how the original movie pushed buttons, right, and pushed some buttons right there, the audience would have bought in, mm-hmm. and then they could have gone on this horror show for the last act and and stuck the landing and made a great horror film. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely creepy in that scene. You know, she comes out and starts saying the blood in the body, the blood in the body, body in the blood, again. body, body in the blood. blood. That's right. Yep. But you know, he does. He 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 fits as with the camera. David Gordon Green. He makes it like a music video, sort of. I think you could just. I think you can trust that the, maybe the performance is just going to be creepy enough, not just the camera weirdness. But yeah, I wish that they would have done like it reminds me of the scene in the original when Reagan. 
shows up to the party and pees on the carpet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so unsettling and weird after she tells the priest he's going to die in heaven, which also chef's kiss. But yeah, it doesn't... This scene reminded me of that, and it doesn't approach the kind of unease that that scene has to it. This scene's more in your face and just not as effective. But all that said, that that little girl, that actress, is good. Like, she's really good in, in these scenes, I think. Olivia O'Neill. Here's the thing. Pancake morning ruined by Angela. <laughs> Leslie Odom, happy to have his daughter back home. Is that a, is giving, that a mashed potatoes ruined reference? He is getting... He is giving her the breakfast of her dreams. She's still in bed. He is making pancakes. Looks like he's burning them a little bit, but hey, he's making homemade pancakes or flapjacks. I don't know what you call them. He's even maybe even going to give her a side of ice cream. Like, he doesn't care. His daughter's back home. Let's eat sweets. Let's have fun at breakfast, right? What happens? Ruined, Nick. How is her, uh-huh. how's, how's pancake breakfast ruined? She, uh, she has a tub lead. Yeah, he wakes her up in bed, and she's peed all over the bed. Oh, and then he takes her to the tub, and and then it gets weird. That's gross. So one thing I thought that they were going to mimic a little oh, bit. Mira Servino in this. Is at the beginning, there's a hide-and-seek kind of gag. Um, I'm so glad they didn't mimic. I'm so glad they didn't keep that And I going. thought that they were going to mimic it, and I think they could have maybe made that freaky, but they didn't do it. I'm so glad they didn't do it. Why? Because it was bad the first time. It was why they, why, the they, first why, time. why didn't they just have a Marco Polo scene in his pool, too, while they're at it? So we saw a trailer for a movie also from Blumhouse. God, am I, like am I saying it right? Is it Blumhouse? Yes. You, you used to call it Blumhouse for no reason. I'm killing it. And it's called Swimming Pool? Is that correct? Night Swim. Night Swim. Okay, my fault. And it is the sequel, uh, kind of the official sequel we found out, to Swim Fan. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty good to hear. It is not... Oh. Unfortunately, and it is the it is a terrible trailer. I'd say it has a good cast. Who is that girl in swimming pool? Remember in that swim fan? Oh, it's swim. Carrie Condon. No, 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 no. And what are you talking about? In the new one? Remember that movie, Swimming Pool? Oh, Swimming Pool. You were talking about Night's one. I don't remember a movie called Swimming Pool. No. Oh my God! How do you not remember that movie? Oh, was it foreign? No, it had Charlotte Rampling, I think. But oh, and it and it's like sexual. You know, sure. Ludvine Sagnier. Ludvine Is she from Sagne. the beach? That's a, no. that's a, what's her face? Virginie Leoden. Yeah, swimming pool in this. Yeah. What is swimming pool? I don't really remember it. You don't remember swimming pool? Charlotte Rampling, Ludvine Sagnier, Charlie Dance. Francois Ozon directed. Written by Graythroat. <laughs> swimming pool. There's a hot girl in the pool. She's, I just remember nudity for towns. I remember Steve in particular was a big fan of Swimming Pool. I don't know Ludvine. Sanger. Sanye. I kind of remember the the poster. There you go. Rampling over here, huh? Episode. By the way, Charlotte Rampling. Stop getting nude, Charlotte Rampling. What's the other one? What's the other one that does that? Another Charlotte, I believe. What are you talking about? I thought Charlotte Rampling was quite fetching. Showing off her wares. Showing off her underwear. But who's I, the one that's the worst that always takes them off and nobody asks for it? Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Charlotte Gainsbourg. Gainsbourg. Oh, she's in the uh, Smash Penis movie. Yeah. What is that? Antichrist. You're talking about the Billy Corgan biopic? Different? <laughs> she's in the, a lot of the Lars von Trier shit. She's also a musician, believe it or not. Is that correct? I think, I think you're thinking of Serge Gainsbourg. Charlotte Gainsbourg, she's like, uh, we're doing a new Beethoven. We're rebooting Beethoven. You're in the Groden role. When does my vagina come out? She is a singer as well. 
I don't think I've seen many of her films, and you're not not selling me on seeing them. She gets naked. She she's a uh, oh I bet one, she was a nymphomaniac then. If she gets naked, she and she she worked with Von Trier. She's, she's super in nymphomaniac. She's also that she's gonna be in the new reboot of Star Trek. What are you talking about? She's gonna gain Borgs. No, Lemon Incest is her famous song. Lemon Incest. Uh huh. Or lemon and zest. Lemon zest. Lemon incest. Oh, is it a, is it a is it a pun? Here's what's great. Her father wrote it. She was the age of twelve, writing, playing on the song called "Lemon Incest." And Serge Gainsbourg is her dad. See, I knew I wasn't full of shit. So, but I was right. She was a musician. Or is she still acting? Has she got anything coming? Oh, How yeah. was her COVID? How was her uh, COVID? Na- she had a naked COVID. Let's just be honest. We went on a Charlotte kick, man. I thought you would like Gaines. I thought you would like her. Is that not? I, I don't hate she's her. Pretty. She's a talented actress. She's there's a there's a Fred pretty. Ward quality. There's a what? There's a Fred Ward quality to her. She's, oh, you were, she's in Alphonse. What? Yeah, TV series. That's when you kept talking about it. You're like, Justin, when are we going to watch Alphonse together? I said, I now, know, she man. did. she is in The Science of Sleep, so. Oh, classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. An Ocean Apart. Melancholia. Oh, she's in An Ocean Apart with Maddie Dillon. You love Matt Dillon. She's in the worst Independence Day movie. She they put she was actually in a big budget film. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, look at this. She's in the Will Smith didn't come back, so they're like, who can we get? Who can we get? She's full frontal in it. Do you see do you hear about the Will Smith shit? Do you hear all the Jada Pinkett Smith? I've 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 seen headlines, I haven't clicked on them. She said that they've been separated for since two thousand sixteen, so that makes his Oscar slap all the weirder to me. I guess to everybody, right? Are you telling me let me do some math real quick. Two thousand sixteen? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. I don't want to spill tea, Justin. Mm-hmm. I met her once, Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett once, and yep. I got to tell you, it was 2015. I wonder if I was a catalyst. What did you meet her for? What movie was she doing? Like Magic the one with Mike, um... Magic Mike XXL. I wonder if after that five minute EPK interview, she's like, I need to dump Billy Smith on the. <laughs> There's an ocean of men out there uh, that I need to explore, like one Jacques Cousteau. Smith, uh, and starting with the best man, well, Nick Nunziata. Is that oh, I was, no, no, I was the no, I, I, I wasn't her target. I was just the catalyst for her making the decision. Oh, I see. So but you she, look at the, the she had some hopes bodies. And dreams. Yeah, hopes she had bodies dreams. on that set. She had bodies on that set. She had bodies all over that set. Donald Glove. You got Adam Rodriguez. You got Kevin Nash. You got Joe Manganiello. Matt Bowman not interested. You got Shading Tate. Yeah, Jada Pinkett. All right. Maybe she's right. retroactively separated from him after the Oscar incident. Maybe that's what's really happening. But it doesn't matter. Nick, Exorcist believer. Are you a believer in this movie being a five-star movie? Perfect. It's not a five-star movie, no. Perfect. The thing I do like about the movie is that they come to the conclusion that these kids are demon-possessed real quick. Right. Well, guess what yeah. happens? Tell me. Things start getting weird. And you know the, the spiritual people kind of believe it. That their their kid is possessed pretty quickly. Leslie Owen Jr. does not, but his neighbor Ann Dowd, who works at the hospital, hands him a book written by who? Chris McNeil, the mommy in the first one, and she is a world traveler. She she lectures all over the world about exorcisms or about being a parent of a possessed child. Anyway, Leslie Owen Jr. is like, I don't want to read this shit. What's the next scene? He's visiting Chris McNeil at her house. If I was Ann Dowd, I'd be like, I did my book recommendation. I don't know, work? What do you think, huh? Was it a successful recommendation? 
because you were a little skeptical when I handed you that book. But now I see Chris McNeil's in town at your side, about to get her eyes torn out of her or pushed into her. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Ann Dowd regrets giving him that book? I think Chris McNeil might. I don't know. Chris McNeil seems like the kind of asshole that would make lemonade out of this shit because it got Reagan back. Chris McNeil is blinded in the movie in a violent way and takes it about the best I've ever seen anybody <laughs> take that amount of violence. You know, Maybe she just refused to act traumatized, but man, she takes her eyes being gone very well. No eyes Ellen's got no eyes Like in Pan's Labyrinth With that pale, pale guy No eyes McNeil's got no eyes When the morning comes They'll still be destroyed And I say No eyes ruins a game of chess Ruins making toast No eyes And she's alone Again No eyes Chris has got No eyes A primordial void Cause that is all she sees No eyes Oh, she hates no eyes When I'm by her she hasn't got a clue Cause she can't see No eyes spoils fireworks Television sucks Reagan's mom's got no No one doesn't squint at sun Lomash to solve Person's got no eyes And she's alone Again
She takes her eyes being ripped out super well. So talk about Chris McNeil showing up town. What what happens when she visits the young woman at her house, the other possessed, who is not in the hospital like Angela is, but at her her parents are trying to do some home remedies on her. They have a conversation, right? Yeah, you learn that Reagan isn't back. You learn, you know, that Chris she's McNeil in, she says that she's in hell, right? Well, so yeah, so then. You, Whenever, for some reason, they go to this house. It's very strange in there. It's dark. The family's praying on the floor. Everything's turned over. Leslie Owen Jr. is like, I'll look down here. Why don't you go upstairs to Kristen yeah. McNeil, who's 90? Why don't your 90 year old ass go upstairs where danger lurks? I'll stay down here with the praying people. You go upstairs with the demon. Kristen uh, McNeil does. And then she brings the weak sauce. Like she starts to kind of do like an exorcism like she says some shit to the demon mm-hmm. the little girl what happens instead of uh, it get working does she hurt her yeah the demon takes a silver cross that's been hanging on the wall and then stabs the eyes out of ellen burston who came back to get her eyes gouged out at age 89 i imagine when she shot this meanwhile we see her at her idyllic home i guess at cape cod or something yeah, she's looking. Has a she's living life. on the waterfront. She's got seashells in little jars. She's having a great time. Well, they do some foreshadowing here, by the way, because she said, "I my life is perfect. I just wish I didn't have my eyes." <laughs> <laughs> this looking shit sucks. I think that's how the, her first line in the movie is like, "I hate seeing." <laughs> my fondest wish to be blind. My second fondest wish. To have my daughter back. She does She does say, I would give my eyes for just one look at my daughter. Oops. Now, we've all been to a beach house in our lives. Mm-hmm. Internet service, sometimes spotty. You know, there are, there, are, there are concessions you have to make to live on the sea. Sure. Salty brine in the air. The occasional seagull poo. Oh, man. Sing it. But, but I'll tell you, one of the best commodities at a sea at a sea house, house in the ocean, mm-hmm. are eyes. <laughs> so she gets her eyes gouged out. I thought it was a joke. I thought maybe it was a hallucination. <laughs> I was like, well, this can't be happening. Why would they do this to poor Ellen Burstyn, who came back to kindly reprise her roles as the iconic Chris McNeil? And David Gordon Green said, I know. Why don't we put her under hours of makeup where it looks like she's missing both eyes? <laughs> and then let's make it look like the Green Hornet in her hospital room. So then they put, she does get medical attention and they do put some really, like they put some, some stuff on her that makes it look like she might recover from this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we better, hey, we better put these, uh, got to protect her eyes here. You know, they're kind of fucked up right now. We got to protect, make sure there's no more further damage. Let's put these little steel trap-like things and the bandages over them. In case, you know? they, in, the, in case they resurface in the back of her neck. I don't like the fact that Lamar Odom, or Leslie Odom, runs up the stairs and Ellen Burson's on the ground. He's, he stands above her saying, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> what, to the demon or to, <laughs> to, to Burson? <laughs> and then we know this that didn't really happen because that was way more energy than he would have he would be like what do you do what do you do and then leslie Owen couldn't remember that's the thing i thought was really interesting he couldn't remember if she came there with eyes or not remember there's a moment of confusion <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, she... <laughs> it is maybe the worst moment of the movie, and the movie doesn't really recover, I think, from it. She certainly doesn't. <laughs> she kind of does. She kind of brushes it off. Maybe she's seen worse days, really, because, you know, she's had that 50 years ago, something pretty bad happened in her her condo. <laughs> anyway, I at one point they go to... a. A cemetery. Why? Do you remember? Is this at the end? Yeah, that's, that's at the end. They're going. They visit the grave of the wife. He visits his wife's grave and says everything went perfect. So there's a gravestone that had the last name, but I thought it was. It stuck out to me. It said Chatman. You know, Chatman, I guess, but Chatman. Mm-hmm. Which is there a famous like yeah, instant Chat- messenger that you know, like or a famous guy that like a troll? No, that's the Crothers afterlife communication tool. One thing oh. I did I did love about this is at one point. Angela's in the hospital and Leslie Odom Jr. checks her out, you know, checks her out of the hospital because he's going to take her home and they're going to do a group exorcism. They're going to pull out all the stops, invite all these people from different religions over to do some magic tricks on these these demons, right? To muddy the waters, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're going to get both girls. They, they kind of uh, nailed, like, two chairs down onto the floor. There's, like, some it's, symbols around it's the so chairs. Half-assed. The thing is so half-assed. And then they, you know, anyway, but he checks her out of the hospital and it looks like the staff's about to high five each other. They can't wait. You know, it's like, it must be such a celebration to get that creep out of there. Yep. You know, who has been scrawling Reagan on the walls. Who Mm -hmm. knows what she's been doing in there? You know, she, she identifies Ann Dowd. That's her big thing is she knows Ann Dowd was wanted to be a nun and she knows her nun name and she knew she got an abortion. Like she knows... Mm -hmm. She knows deed. She's spilling tea on Ann Dowd. It wasn't. She put two and two together. Because her nun name was Sister Abortion. <laughs> but the group exorcism that doesn't work, it's just, it just doesn't, it also doesn't work in the climax of the film, I don't think. It's just, you kind of want the demon to be defeated. And I guess if it isn't defeated, that's okay too, but... Both outcomes is like, you know, I don't know. I thought it was dumb at the end when they have the force ghost of his wife standing next to the grave and then the force ghost of Ellen's eyes on the on the tombstone looking at him. On Chapman's tombstone. The good news is, the uh, there's a, first of all, this exorcism thing is a, is a huge mistake because mm-hmm. it should have been amazing. They don't go into uh, enough detail into why all these different religions. He has like this gay friend who has these... Um, who, is he gay? In, he's got, if he's not, then... I just don't think we get a lot of backstory on this guy. He's just around. At I'm one point, get... inexplicably in his house, uninvited, with some uh, healers like that are... Another word for gay. <laughs> no, but... So he's got these mystics that he's tight with. The uh, <laughs> the the preacher from the other family's uh, yeah, the Pentecostal church, which is funny because the guy comes... Yeah. Up, no, no, the Pentecostal is his gay friend. The, oh, is he Pentecostal? What, yeah, what are they? They're, they're more they're like... More like Southern Straight Baptist. up Christian, yeah. Yeah. That guy comes off as comical originally, and then they try to turn him into, a, you know, just another dude. That actor it looks so familiar. I think he's on a lot of commercials. You mean the the, the preacher from the other the family other families? Correct. He's in a lot of stuff. We gotta zoom I'll, in. So Let's zoom in on this guy. Can't find him. I'll find him. You keep going. You bring the zooms. I'll find this guy. He's the best. I'm looking him up too because I don't give a fuck anymore about my life. Wait, where's this piece of shit? Raphael Sabarge? No, that's the other guy. Yeah, Raphael Sabarge. There he is. Risky business? Holy shit, he's a lifer. <laughs> Holy bags of bitches. 
Guy's been around forever. He's in, he, a legend. A legend Holy in our midst. Holy shit, Matt. Guy of the new Longmire. He was uh, uh, Saul's father in, in Better Call Saul, for God's sakes. Guy has been killing it forever and ever. Good He's for res- Raphael Sabarge. With a name like that? He was in Vision Quest, My Science Project. Look at this guy. Huge. Billionaire Huge. Boy, Boys Club. Is that Rob Lowe? Miracle Mile. Look at this guy. Guy Hats. has been nailing it to the wall. Carnosaur? Hats off, my friend. Oh, my goodness, Nick. We got to maybe follow this guy on Instagram. Five decades on the streets, pounded it hard, still having an audition. Grim Fandango, the video game? He was this in a guy. bunch of Star Wars video games, too. This guy, let's be honest, Raphael Sabarge. No, not bad in this movie. Doesn't get much to do, but... Holy... He's, he's there. He's part of the circle that fails at the end. Yeah, they miss the boat, though. They they have all these... You know, this lady does this crazy circle on the ground, like, like, like Gitchy Manatee Spirits Protect Us. Yeah, and then, she's the most effective, I think. She kind of makes some headway. She, she does some weird shit with some weird smoke. We get to glimpse the creature that David Greed created that got cut out a little bit, but they fail. And honestly, I didn't feel like those chairs would contain a demon. I was not pleased. So, yeah, this is when the demons, they, you know, they tie these girls to the chair. They start doing these weird ritualistic things that, like, hopefully make some headway to getting the demon to leap out of these these girls. I didn't know if it was a combo. Was it? I thought maybe there was two demons because they did have different voices. But the demons just don't get a lot of cool shit to do. And there's this priest that they are trying to get permission from the Vatican, which is not granted. So he does, he's outside in the car praying. Yeah. And it's a big loss he's not there. But then he has a big moment where he comes and saves the day. Hero moment. And and everything goes perfect for everybody. Things look bleak. Nothing's really working. And the Catholic priest decides it's it's his time, right? That's, and that the Catholic priests are like the, they're the, yeah, they're the they're the exorcists, but at least, at least in you know in this series, he steps up, puts hand on heads, like he's just like you know saying his little <laughs> pray- prayers, and what happens? He solves the demon, and and the credits roll. They break his damn neck, just by like just they do some Darth Vader shit on him. Yeah, and they break his neck, and everybody's a little horrified. I think that's when the other woman, maybe the I don't know, she's not it's not voodoo. What is she doing? She's more of the mystic your, type. Your guess is as good as mine. She starts, you know, you know, making the fire go do crazy shit, and she's the one that kind of gets the demons. Maybe she makes the most inroads. But the big question the demon has for the family is, hey, the, both families is I can only you can only save one of those girls. You're gonna have to choose. You have to choose which one dies, you know, or which one lives, you know. And so he says, they says choose, and they refuse to do it at first. But the dad of the other girl is the weak link. And he says, after things go super bleak, he says, I choose Catherine. I choose my daughter. Oops. Demon trick, <laughs> everybody. Demon trick, yep. everybody. And he said, oh, you do? Well, that means that you chose her to die, basically. And she does. She gets zooped off to hell. <laughs> they show her. They show her in that grotto underground shit where, they, where the snake scare happened. Yeah, and she gets zooped to hell. And it's yeah. not cool. I kind of yeah. like that actress. She doesn't deserve to get dragged me to hell. I got know? some good news, though. Hmm? She's got a lot of company. Yeah, that's true. And then Angela, the main the main possessed, she's okay. But is she? She's still got a little creep around the eyes. Is is 
Lakashu, whatever the name is. Is that Demon Lamashu? really gone, Nick? No, because there's two more movies coming. I think it would be great if the next one does like a Kong Godzilla thing where you got Pazuzu in one body and Lamashtu in the other. Well, I got news for you. And they're at odds. Guess who's the enemy of Lamashtu? Who? Pazuzu. Really? Yeah. Nice. Now, they said, and what I read is the reason they never named the demon in this is they wanted to keep it open for it to be Pazuzu. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at history, and, man, I certainly read the text. Pazuzu hating on Lamashtu, sometimes employ, employed to get rid of Lamashtu. There's nothing better than making a movie and not knowing what the fuck's going on. Well, that's part of the reason the first one works, though, is they don't really explain a lot of things, and that that's That's great. not true, though. They... They have all that symbology at the beginning. They don't really talk about... Did they talk about Pazuzu a lot in the first one? They don't talk they... about him at all, but they show the yeah. statue. Yeah. They show the figurehead. They don't, it doesn't explain why she gets possessed by his ass. It, it's mysterious in a way that seems thought out. This this is sort of tact. But it's not awful. It's it's Blumhouse. What's, what's the final scene? Blumhouse taking a quality hit lately, I think. Maybe they never were good. I, they were never they, really were good. You like Megan. Megan was good. Like, Megan was fun, at least. And do they do... What's their cash cow? The Conjuring universe? Halloween movies made a b- bunch of money. Uh, 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 not Conjuring money. Is Conjuring them? I think it is. Yeah, maybe. But Saw is the other one. The Twisted Films nightmare shit. Is, is Saw their film? Saw's are not. They didn't, don't have the Saw franchise, do they? It is nice to see Ryan Turek's name. A former Chud fellow. Yeah, he was a producer on this. Anyway, how does the movie end? Like, what's the final scene? It's Linda Blair. It's obviously Linda Blair. What do you want? Yeah, she, you know, blind as a bat, Chris McNeil on her hospital bed. He hears a figure, here's somebody walk into her room, and it is Linda Blair. Audience goes wild. The end. And, you know, the last words of the film is, Chris McNeil says to her daughter, have you seen my eyes? <laughs> you, If you're going to bring Linda Blair back, maybe give her some cool shit to do in this circle of exorcists at the house. Like, she can come in, kick the door open. You know, she's got experience. She kind of so, walks in, kneels down, and the movie's over in the hospital room, you know? Yeah. And then give her cool shit to do. At least rip her eyes out. <laughs> so. I love seeing well, her back. You Blumhouse is known for the Paranormal Activity films. Yeah, okay, hits. Or at least the first one. A movie we did on here, Dark Skies. I did the, like it. The Insidious films. I like the first one. The Oculus, Those were hits. Oculus series. I like Oculus. Look at this. I'm liking Blumhouse. They huh? also did, they also got into Oscar territory with Whiplash, and they did The Necessary Tooth Fairy with The Rock, Ouija. And then as they had kind of a... They kept doing this and that, and nothing great. They did that movie, The Gift, that's kind of good. They did M. Night's The Visit, Green Inferno, Eli Roth, Roof. They yeah. kind of had, you know, and then they did like little things. They did a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff, which is great. I love that. So I'm, some, I do like them. Then. And some yeah. M. Night, but then they're big. They, they did Get Out. I mean, then I love them. I and mean, Get Out's amazing. I don't like. I, guess I know I, you love them because the movie they released right after Get Out is one of your favorites. What? The Belko Experiment. They did that? Oh, yeah. Fuck this production company then. <laughs> they did the Happy Death Days. They did the Creep series. Of course, they did Benji for Netflix out of nowhere. They did Upgrade, which we've done on this show. Upgrade's good. They got some. They got some good ones. Black Klansman. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're all over the shit. But Jason Blum comes off as a kind of a neat guy and also as an insufferable guy. I don't know how to feel about him. He does look like Peter Pan. Kind of looks like Doctor Oz a little bit, doesn't he? Just a little. Peter Um, Pan grew out. I think they fumbled their big properties then. I think that their strengths then are in original movies. I think the Halloween movies were fumbled. This is fumbled. 
And maybe it's David Gordon Green's fault. He was at the helm of all that stuff. Yeah, but you know what? They're laughing all over the bank. Good for them. Okay. Not for this one. They're losing money on this guy. I thought The Exorcist was such a scary tale Offending someone else but never me Pazuzu was such a cutie Even in defeat Lamashtu and his tricks cannot compete I just paid to see Exorcist Believer Not a trace of body inside I didn't love Exorcist Believer Lamashtu to die I thought Linda Blair enjoyed retirement Arresting because those scripts were always weak But now she comes in rowing To comfort sightless mom Maybe clean those holes above her cheeks I just paid to see Not a trace A freaking inside I didn't love Exorcist believer Lamar's true lever Played to die I just paid to see Exorcist Believer Not a trace of Borman inside I didn't love Exorcist Believer My true leaving there to die Credits. There's some decent names in there. The credits were longer than we expected. I remember the credits. Maybe some of the longest credits I've ever seen in a movie. I couldn't believe how long they were, and no post-credit sequence, which I was expecting. A little victory lap, you know, give the audience more of what they came for. Just Ellen Burstyn saying, "You're a sight for sore eyes." Or give the audience what they came for one time at least. They could have <laughs> done it in the credits. So I will go with SG. You got a SG in here? I don't... Actually, I have a lot of names written down. I don't have SG. Talk about Stephen Grum. <laughs> I got, like, a little Beatles fact that you might have heard of. I got a little PS here. A little Beatles fact. Unknown. Like, a little known Beatles fact. PS. Is there somebody named Paul Sucks in this movie? No, I don't have it. Paul Short. Nick. He's in here. <laughs> By the way, Paul McCartney in his youth? Spock. They have the hair. Look, I got CR. Uh, Creedence Clear. I don't know CR. I don't have. Now this is this is actually something that Alan Ruck recently won. Okay. Connor race. 
He won the Connor Connor race. I, I got this fisherman that's walking tall on the pier, just like hit my limit, boys, hit my limit. Little MS in here. <laughs> Don't have it. Max Sturgeon <laughs> coming to bat in this cast list. Pretty fucking solid. I had to do this to my Google alerts because they were popping off too recently with all the news. Okay. A little BN here. Don't have it. You know how big of a Brad Pitt fan I am. Oh, yeah. I had to put these guys on a Brad nap. Obviously, we're in a politically charged environment. Of course. I, I kind of just tend to want people to keep it to them damn selves, you know. Then I bump it to fucking LS. I don't have it. Laura Spouts, man. I got. There's one guy on set that was known for his uh, uh, cat-like reflexes. Nick, you got a little uh, SP in here. I don't know if you. I definitely don't have that one. Acrobatic Scott Pouncey, <laughs> just rolling away in those credits. Okay, Scott Pouncey, Jesus Christ. Look, I mean, we we're talking about American Werewolf earlier, and the sequel dropped the ball in a big way. I think we'll all agree. But I get an idea for another one with a, get LW involved. LW. Get Liz Wolf! I, I, I have Liz Wolf. L-I-Z-Z, by the way. Nice, Liz. Uh-huh. Sometimes adult actresses try to make it in mainstream films, right? You often, you know, in front of the camera. And that's right. a tough road. But yep. you never hear a much easier path to get behind the scenes. Work behind the scenes. I got CB in here, Nick. She is working. Porn star, uh, huh? Porn star now working uh, behind the seat on sets for, for a film. Cock blasters uh, in this? Who is it? Chelsea Body, Nick. Okay. Made her way. <laughs> Chelsea Body. Body is a very strange last name, to have, by the way. I've never yeah. heard. So, this next person is, uh, yeah. they thought that they would be a variety headline, but as it turned out, they're not. Get all MB. MB in here. I don't have MB. Meg Banks. The world conducted a, a universal question to the, to the earth. You remember that? You were, oh, of every, course I do. Yeah, the world the world asked the Earth a question. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember this. Thank you for. Yeah, I do. And it's weird for them to have such a. I mean, the biggest the biggest request of all time. Of Everyone so. participated, and you think Earth is going to ask the world a question? They're going to ask something important, but they didn't. Said so the the question that the Earth asked was, mm-hmm. if you were to name an old woman, what would you name it? And this came in number one. Em is what the world said. <laughs> I don't have an EM. Edith Mudge. <laughs> Remember when the world asked us? There was someone in the cast named Jamie L. Worlds. Did you see that? <laughs> There's one that I wrote down. It looks like it says La Future. It's somebody's first name. La Future Joseph. But I couldn't find it. God bless them. They worked on Exorcist Believer. It took a thousand people to bring this movie to life. They did remember it. The, remember the original Exorcist credits was like six names long? Look, man, you got to get a tattoo from Exorcist Believer on your body. Where oh, are you man. putting it, and what is it? I mean, for sure I'm getting that picture of Jesus with pizzas on him or underneath him. You know, my two favorite things in life and one tattoo. What do you think? You call him Pizzas? Pizzas? What do you call him? Jitsa? I did. I did. <laughs> I don't remember. You did. Pete Zuzu, by the way. I'm going to take a, a bad... I'm going to make lemonade of my own. I'm going to take a bad situation and make it better. So, you know, like those... Back in the 80s, the whole Ron John surf shop and the Ocean Pacific. And of course. Sex OP. wax and all that shit. Yeah, body gloves. So I've got a surf... Like a t-shirt, like 
uh, one of those neon orange T-shirts that everybody used to wear back in the day, mm-hmm. with a really stylized surfing scene on the back. You know, like mm-hmm. the curling waves, surfboard coming at you in sort of three dimensions, and standing on that board is the priest with his head facing the other way. Kind of take making lemonade out of lemons there for him. You think he's still he can still kick it in the waves? I don't think he can. I think he's dead. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, don't he think he look... made it, but I'm spinning him into a happy place. So maybe he is. He's dead. Maybe his heaven is him riding a wave, carnauba sex wax on his body in person. A little fanny pack with some host in it. Get repaired. Yeah, he's yeah. got the. You know, I don't think the Catholics do that. I don't think they're allowed to have salt a fanny vinegar pack. host. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough. That'll be that'll be news to me. Look, the movie's over. Credits are rolled. There is a stinger at the end of the film. What you putting on the end? I'm gonna do a stinger that we go to hell, right? Oh. And it's like a it's like the bounty hunter scene in Empire. Right when they show the other bounty hunters was it's Boba Fett, but then the murders row of, of bounty hunters that we all know and love. That's an empire, right? Am I mm-hmm. right? Of course. You got Bosk there, Zeke Dengar, yeah. They made the figure. So I'm going to do this. They, it's a lineup down there. You got Pazuzu, himself, Lamashtu, of course. There, standing shoulder to shoulder. You got Kip. I don't know what that is. The Antler Demon. Yeah, he goes nuts on antlers. You got Hormonth, Double Smurf, Double oh. Smurfs there. Okay. Spinachase. You know he's he's the kind of the unknowable one. You okay, know? but yeah, this is it goes on, and they're standing there like the rogues gal. Oh yeah, yeah, capes, yeah. juggling, you know, things like that, juggling skulls. I just they're all doing different things, you know, playing a Rubik's cube made out of Ellen Burstyn's eyes, <laughs> things like that, you know. Right. Anyway, Spinachase is the hero of the next one. I don't know if you know. <laughs> okay, what's Spinachase from? Exorcist <laughs> Believer Two. Uh, it's Deceiver. So. Oh God, they already named it. Yeah, Leslie Odom and his daughter have decided to p- pick up from Percy and leave. Mm-hmm. So they're packing everything's in boxes. They're packing out, and he's going through the last box, you know, decide you know what goes to Goodwill and what comes with him, and it's his wife's clothes. He's he's hung on to him for dear life for a long time. Opens it up and pulls out an article of her clothing. And he starts to tear up. It's the last shirt she bought before she mm. passed. It says it's a uh, silk screen that says. I got earthquake killed, and all I got was this shirt. <laughs> she brought it as a joke. Oops. Do you think her blessing at the beginning of the film had anything to do with the spirits that run rampant in this movie, or is it just they wake them up in the forest? I'd like to think that it's all one big nightmare, that they that the kid, the little kid in Haiti, setting her up. You think when they spit on her foot, that was Lamashtu? Oldest trick in the Getting book. in there? Yeah. Yeah. So, look, man, you've been given the finance to have your own sequel to Exorcist Believer. Hmm. Money's underneath Escrow's satch. What you doing? Well, I made reference to it earlier, but Matt Murdock rolls in to Ellen Burson's room, you know, and hits what he does. He's, he he comes in to train Daredevil Juniors. What do you think? <laughs> I'm liking this idea. Right. And then Kingpin goes, to, you know, and he's in the next room training Kingpin Juniors. What do you think? It's like a, like a daredevil outreach. Every time someone's blinded, <laughs> Matt Murdock shows up and, you know, it starts to train them in the ways of martial arts. You know, Alan Burson or Chris McNeil's like, I'm 90. He's like, doesn't matter. You have hypersense. You can see other things people can do. Your reflexes are insane because your eyes got smoked out of your head by a crazy demon. And he's now like, you are actually, part of the team. He, he fangirls. He's, he's like, you actually daredevil. <laughs> My dad was just a pugilist. I you dared double and lost your eyes for it. It's pretty great. Yeah, you 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 fumbled your way into being on my super squad. You see him kick Ronnie Millsap into a dumpster on his own. 
Mine is... Uh... <laughs> we laughed a lot during that. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but we did laugh a lot when she is in that hotel room and they're caring for her gone eyes. I think it's very... a hospital room. What'd I say? Hotel. Oh, I meant hospital. I mean, she could have been a hotel. She ain't telling. She don't know. It's a loud hotel, man. I keep paging nurses on this hotel intercom. And you said, this window, you said that I got a good view? Hand her the remote, which I thought was cruel. Right. Mine is, all of the people who participated in the somewhat unsuccessful exorcism have a come down after that stuff. They're, 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 the the uh, adrenaline is worn off. The, the energy of that night has stuck with them, and they realize they kind of crave it. It reminded me a little of that movie Game Night, where they these people get together. So I think what they do is they re, they do a safe version of this. This group gets together and does a fake exorcism as it's a party night basically for them. Of course, they have so much fun. Just you know, just the energy of it, the crackling in the air of it all. I mean, obviously the the one uh, daughter Catherine isn't participating in this act. She's busy, and Ellen Burstyn opted out. But after you know, it wears off, and that's what that's what the movie kind of kicks into super overdrive because they realize we got to get another demon. We can't just half-ass this. We can't just go through the motions. Right. And so they have to get another demon in there and make it real, and they accidentally get Azazel in there. You know? No. no Fuck. No. Azazel's got his own set of tricks, so he likes to raw dog them to death. But yeah, it's it's pretty great. Everybody returns. Great sequel. Look, you've been given to finance and have your own business associated with exercise. Ellen Burstyn breaks in when they're getting raw dog. She goes, not on my watch. You know, her daredevil outfit. Literally not on my watch, by the way, she says. I yeah. can't see. I don't know if you guys heard. I can't see shit. They had me in a hotel room, by the way. I don't think that they were properly medicating me also not on her watch braille she's like what time is it people <laughs> for some reason in daredevil clothes she starts punching three feet to the left of them furiously business what you doing oh what's the business mine is easy i'm going to mass market a sex swing <laughs> of course of course you are styled after the dual seater exorcism chairs that the girls were on oh nice yeah so i mean not nice it's kind of weird actually now i'm thinking uh, about it and it's it's going to be film accurate. It's going to be you know look just like it, but it's going to be able to swing from the ceiling. Back to back chairs, by the way. It's, it's weird, sex. Almost platonic, actually. Maybe just a swing. Take face the sex ass, out of it. Face and ass, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sell it as a sex swing, but yeah, you can use it as a traditional swing. I think eventually all of those become just a traditional swing, right? Sex swing. Yeah. That's cool. I I would just manufacture those purple scarves. And then I'm going to do sex slide and sex monkey bars as well. I'm sorry, what? I'm just going to this. I mean, I'm thinking after you come out of this theater, you might have an empty feeling style-wise. And you're like, where, where can I find that rap that they had like just featured so prominently in this film that the mother that got bitten in half by the earthquake was wearing when she died? Was she wearing that when she died? She was, right? I, I hope. hope it yeah. caught something. That's why she died. <laughs> so I'm just going to manufacture the exact scarf. And, you know, the, the scarf from the Exorcist, Exorcist Believer. You can buy Kohl's. It's a sex you know. scarf? Is that what you said? I did not say Oh, okay. Sorry. The purple scarf, sir. Yeah. I love how this woman gets nailed underneath a stairwell and somehow they can save her pregnant daughter. Well, yeah, that's the big reveal. I think you mentioned it before is that they make them choose, which also I started watching the... The Accused? The, what? I started watching House of Dragons and then the first scene that that's character has to, has to choose his wife or his unborn baby. Yeah. Well, you know, 
to save and he chooses the baby. Yeah, it is rough. But it reminded me of this. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added uh-huh. to the running time of Exorcist Deceiver Believer. What you doing? I'm the, a neighbor, and I catch wind that there's possession happening, that these girls are possessed, and I'm like, you know what? I could take a break from work, too. I, I could take some, you some time off. And so I pretend to be possessed. So then I can also do crazy shit and say crazy shit to my loved ones that I, you know, Mm-hmm. That I've been waiting and aching to say, but I had no reason to. Didn't want to get in trouble, so I go on like a pretend I'm possessed vacation from work, <laughs> and just start calling everybody in my life, accusing them of, of uh, yeah, you take sideways shits, you know, things like that. Just going nuts, <laughs> you know, play Django wrong, you know, just get real mean. Talking to you, know. you talking to Timur Morrison when you say that. <laughs> I think the guy down the street is possessed too. Let's run. Let's get our group to run over there. You know, I'm not very creative, so my my uh, I'm not exactly cutting them to the bone. You know, your hair is weird. <laughs> Who's he referring to? He doesn't even know our names. You know? Your drivers aren't updated on your computer. Just really, just trying to get some rest from not having to go into work and you know calling in possessed. Did anybody ever do that? Calling in possessed to work. I can keep expanding on this if you want to hear some more hilarious. So I'm a policeman, detective. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I am writing my case to send everyone to jail forever, <laughs> forever. That was involved in this exorcism. Yeah, there's a girl that's dead. Dead girl. Highly illegal. Priest dead. By the way, you forgot him. Twisted around him. head. And and these people's stories are not lining up. Meanwhile, there's also I'm just finishing the paperwork on my missing eyes case that I'm working on down the street. Yeah, I'm setting these people are going away. I've already consulted Netflix about the docuseries they're gonna do about this bizarre small town murder. These people are done. I'm putting Angela in prison even. I'm gonna oh, exhume really? I'm gonna exhume Catherine and throw her in a cell for a while. Fuck you. These people are nailed. Guys, welcome to the newest feature. What's the Millennium Falcon of this movie, Justin? What's that? You're springing this on me? I believe the other ones. We, we, did, we did away with the mantra, so now it's the Millennium did Falcon. Did we do away with the mantra? I didn't have one anyway, but the Millennium Falcon of Exorcist Believer. And they did does not feature the stairs, Nick. There's no stairs in this. They don't even reference those damn stairs, right. those steep stairs. Oh, you know what it is? Probably. For some reason, they they don't do anything with this. To make it creepy, but they had that that paper puzzle thing. The what do they call it? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The it's will, like the, will she, won't she kind of thing. Yeah, wasn't it called? Wait, it had a name. It had a name. It was four letters. It was uh, was it? It wasn't. And you flip up the little triangles in it, and there's secret messages. They're, they're numbered, and you keep. It's like origami, sort of. Was it called Kiss? I don't think so. They call it a chatterbox, paper fortune teller, or chatterbox. That's a good call. That's actually a pretty good call. Because it is sort of... But they don't do anything with it that's creepy, right? Does there anything involving when he flips up the... It says choose again, and maybe it says something mother One says or something. mother, yeah. I don't know. That's at to least the, the Jedi training ball of this movie. What did you think uh, the, the Millennium Falcon of this movie was? I'm going a little esoteric. I'm thinking it's the way a small town comes together. I don't hate it. It is a little, for the first one, <laughs> it's a little heady. But you could make a case for the broken neck because that definitely has a link to the first movie where Reagan gets her. I never mind. I know what the fucking Millennium. It's so so. I was so blind. Okay. The Millennium Falcon is her toenail chip. 
And they do call it a toenail chip, I think. And I'm glad that you said it. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a term oft forgotten, but a toenail chip it is. You know, not just a, just not just a toenail. By the way, nothing disturbed me in the movie like that. By the way, that of was course, the thing it has to do with feet. That fucked me out. So gross. I'm look. I'm I'm back you on it. Because that was kind of meant to be gross, their finger, their nails and fingernails, and it was. Didn't he found, find that on the tub? Yeah, just sitting on the tub. Yeah. yeah. He picks it up, gives it a close look, and then he shows it to Ellen Burstyn, and he forgets she can't see. <laughs> she says, smells like a toenail chip, though. <laughs> Her fucking sonar is bouncing off of it. That's the first time she's used her powers. <laughs> She's in, you hear her inner monologue. She's like, I was kind of hoping it would rain on Jennifer Garner's face. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Look, man, you're on an island. You've been going there all these many years, gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take something from Exorcist Believer. What you bring in? 100% I'm taking that pancake breakfast, because you tell me all the time that this stuff regenerates, right? Yes. What a spread he... Wait. He, oh yeah, but he does like he really makes he puts some effort into that. Like it's a it's a big old breakfast pancakes. He has I his think. he has they're and they're griddle specific. Yes, he has yeah, a specific tool for making them. Yeah, he really he puts love into it. And he does care. like what are the creme brulee? He does like his flavored ones. I forgot what, not creme brulee, but it's I don't know what he does. But it he just names looks, it. He name drops like he name drops it like spumoni or chocolate chip cookie or some shit. Like the that. most excited Leslie Odom looks in the film. One hundred percent. Yeah. And the most engaged, I'd say, is when he's making those pancakes and he's lovingly putting them on a plate. Because you know his daughter is just home and he's so happy to have her back and he wants to celebrate that and do something nice for her. And he's actually doesn't realize that doing something nice for me on an island. By the way, they so, killed a horse, right? Talk about pancakes, my friend. <laughs> you bring that up in the middle of it. Forget now every time this thing comes out and regenerates, I'm thinking of a dead horse. It is just yeah, the horse is just killed over just on its side. And then that's how the girls are found. It's at this farm thirty miles away from town. There's a dead horse. <laughs> just just chilling out there. The father sends his son to the barn and that's where the girls are huddled together. Yeah. yeah. You got it right. You remembered correctly. It's white. The horse? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it was a white horse. I think it's dead brown. Yeah? I think it's dead white. By the way, are you done talking about pancakes? I'm sorry, I mean... You effectively ended it. But yeah, that's fine. I'm good. Leaving the theater last night. We saw this at 9.50, so we were out of there after midnight. It was late as shit. We saw it in this this mall that I used to work at in the old days. And I was going the opposite way of Justin, and it was kind of misty out. I was driving on the outskirts of this empty parking lot near this mall, and the light... The, the Both of the lights that were illuminating the parking lot were flickering. It looked like a horror movie set. So I'm driving out, and it was already creepy enough, and I'd just seen an Exorcist, so I'd, I still had room to be creeped out since I didn't get too creeped out in the movie. And I see this activity coming towards my car from the right, and I look over, and there's a deer running full throttle through the parking lot, clippity-clop, right towards my car in this flickering mysterious misty light it leaps over just the tip of my car and runs off into the woods it was so freaky and amazing that was how my night kind of capped i was i called justin it was so freaky anyway i didn't see it though you were hoping that i had caught it i, I thought yeah I, I thought you would have been behind me but no anyway my island uh you know we've i've talked a little bit about making lemonade out of lemons here and i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. i think this time with my island if you had if you had to guess what i would bring what would you guess the floating shoe no the church no. Ellen Burstyn's eyes? Her destroyed eyes? That's closer. That's pretty close. You're on to something. Talking about making lemonade out of lemons? I'm not taking her eyes. 
Taking her ears. Taking her goddamn ears with me. Okay. Nick, why do you have a 90-year-old set of ears? I don't want any crutches in her relationship rekindling with Reagan. I don't want her to use any crutches. I want it to be real. I want the mother and daughter to bond. And I think being able to not hear or see her might help. I got those ears. ears, I'm going to wear them like like Barnes, too, on my fucking neck. Pot thickens a little bit here. What? You're making jewelry out of them, huh? Maybe. Matt Murdock's not going to like this development. That's part of his the super. That's part of his superpower. You got to hear, right? Like, oh shit! You got to hear your visuals. Are you telling me taking her ears is a mistake? Just saying. You can do what you want. Yeah, I'm taking her goddamn ears. Oh.